Welcome everybody. This is Natalie. This is Tiffany, and we're your hosts of Wisterhood, a podcast by Women in Science Portland. We created Wisterhood to be our community of support for women in science and their allies. And today we're catching up with our hosts and maybe some current events. Yeah, so we just wanted to take a minute to sort of recalibrate um, because there have been a lot of changes recently here on the podcast. We've been doing a lot of interviews, but also you might have noticed um, Tiffany, we've brought on as a permanent co-host. Yay. Thanks for having me. Definitely felt like there was like really strong co-host energy um, when you came and interviewed with us and it just so happened that it would all work out for you to come and stay as one of our permanent co-hosts, um, which is super exciting. And the other thing is that you might have noticed, um, listeners, that um, Elizabeth and Sam are no longer on the co-host team. We're super sad to see them go, but nothing bad happened. Uh, where they're just life happens and things change, um, and we send them our very best. Um, and they probably they told us that they continue to be listeners of the pod. So they're still in the community, um, just unable to record as much as we do um, these days. So we are happy to continue this steering this ship, um, but we wanted to let you all know what was going on so we wouldn't be like, where's Sam? Where's Elizabeth? Yeah. And so with that kind of as a note here, let's just catch up with each other. Um, Natalie, how have you been? Last we talked and interviewed, you were super busy studying for MCAT, I believe. Yeah. So what's new? What's exciting? What are you looking forward to? Yeah, totally. I'm still studying for the MCAT. Uh, By the time listeners hear this, I'll probably have taken it already, which is horrifying to think about. Um, But yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's in a couple of weeks. and uh, it's a seven and a half hour exam. Um, and my brain, it's just like a little tired. Um, <laughs> I've, I'm feeling simultaneously like underprepared and overstressed, overworked, <laughs> yeah. um, which isn't like an amazing place to be. But um, yeah, I, I'm telling myself that every test from here on out, every exam is going to feel like the most high stakes exam I've ever taken. And so it's a marathon. <laughs> it's rough. Been, so it, when is your actual test? Like which month? Um, it's August 20th. Okay. So if I think about the question, is there anything left that you want to do this summer? Is it finish that? Or is there anything fun that you get to do? Yeah. So I actually, I have eight days in between taking the exam and leaving the country because <laughs> um, I'll be in Chile um, for the next four months studying abroad. Um, we're going to be studying public health, traditional medicine, and community empowerment with like a slight bent towards women's health, um, which is just so exciting. So that's the thing that I'm excited about um, and trying to like hold on to while I'm trying not to die. Um so for those eight days, that eight day gap, I have to like pack and do all of that. But my family and I have been talking about going to Crater Lake, um, but we'll see. I feel like plans have not materialized. And so it might not end up happening. But yeah, that, that's the main thing. I, we're also like, I don't know about you you all, like 
Um, I'd be curious to know, but for us, like we're like big spreadsheeters. And so if it's like not planned, it feels like, oh, like. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> no, but my, my husband and I were kind of polar opposites where he's a planner and he's like, okay, we're going to go on a trip. Here's what we're going to do each day. Like, let's have it planned out. And I'm someone who's like, let's like know a general idea for every day, but let's just roll with it and maybe have a few drinks somewhere or play on the beach for a while. And he's like, we're just going to burn, right? Like if it's sunny or anything. <laughs> um, but it's been really good when we, when we first met, oh my gosh, almost 17 years ago. Cause we've gotten oh. old these days. I know it's crazy. Um, but when we met in college, it was like, he was very much, I, I hated traveling with him. We went to Washington, DC. We went to New York. We went to, oh my gosh, we went, we went to Iceland. We went to Canada a few times. We, we went to school near Canada, but every time we'd go somewhere, he's like, what's the plan? What's the plan? And I'm like, can we just go and like, see what it's like? So um, now that we've been together so long, I feel like he gets a little bit, he understands that it can be a little fun to be more spontaneous but I do like the idea of a, a specific you know item of the day or outing of the day that you kind of build around um, mm, that's a good like yeah like a good compromise middle ground because yeah. I'm starting to realize that like there are very few people who I mean spreadsheet their trips spreadsheet their vacation I and like I used to so we it, it was especially good like on road trips right because like you need to get to a certain place at a certain time yeah, totally as opposed mm-hmm. to like in one place for like a couple of weeks but like I would have like a column that's like the location the driving time the you know the thing that we're gonna go see the weather for that day wow etc it was I feel like insane. that's really cool though I mean like I can see the benefits to that I also feel like depending on who you're traveling with, you may need more or less of a plan, right? That's the other thing I've learned where if it's a family vacation with, and I don't know if any of my family actually listens to the pod. So first of all, I love you all if you're listening, but I think you'll nod your head in agreement where if it is my family, we tend to be pretty planned. We're not planned to like the minute necessarily, but it's definitely like, what's our outing for today? What are we going to have for breakfast? What are we going to have for lunch? What are we going to have for dinner? And it's kind of a big lift and Mm. that's not how I actually prefer to do things. So Mm. for me, it's, it's like, all right, here we go. This is, we're going to get through it. And it feels a bit like a workout or something. Yeah. Um, And then when we go traveling with my husband's father, for example, um, it's definitely a little more like we're going somewhere and we don't know where we're going, but we're going. (laughs) Um, which is fun and kind of exciting too. So, and and that can be a little, um, make you feel a little off kilter sometimes too though so no it's true because it's like you're like trying to balance when you have like a big family trip you're trying to balance like competing interests and like you have to make sure that everyone like is doing a thing that they kind of want to do yeah yeah Um, and so like that is helpful to like have more structure um totally yeah whereas like and some people are just like wildly outdoorsy so they're just like yeah I'm just gonna trump Wrong through the woods today yeah um so let me know <laughs> yeah right like backpacking uh, for seven days and you're like what do you do all seven days and they're like we, we backpack it's like do you go to like certain spots every day and they're like well kind of but we just backpack you know I mean I know there's more to it than that actually because my husband loves backpacking but hmm. it, it's funny I and I love the woods too but yeah <laughs> 
every, everyone likes something different. I, at my point in my life though, I have realized that there's benefits to both. And I enjoy taking a very planned vacation sometimes. Mm -hmm. And then I also like just letting go of control. I think that's the benefit of like, I've never been on a cruise and I'm not actually excited about the idea of ever going on a cruise, but there is something exciting about getting on a vehicle or something and letting everyone else plan everything, right? Where you're just like, I'm just here for the ride. Right. Um, But yeah. This Um, is the thing though, right? Like it's so, I feel like so often it's like, especially with family vacations, it's truly the women of the family who are keeping the show running. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Part of that is comes out of a place where it's like for once, God damn it. I just want to be able to relax. Oh oh my gosh. It's so funny that you say that Natalie, we had, so we had our family, we have a family reunion every summer. Again, family. I love you. It was great to see you all. Love all the kids. (laughs) Love everyone. Um, we kind of do the same thing every year, sort of. And we go back up to Seattle, that area. We do lots of outdoor things. We go to the lake, we go to the river. We do all these cool, they're fun, Hmm. but it's a lot of work. And I feel like I have celiac disease and that was diagnosed the last four years. So I can't cook as much as I used to, but it's still a lot of like cooking and cleaning and getting, we stay, one group stays up on the mountain. The other group stays down at the lake. So there's a lot of driving back and forth. And it's like the women getting, not just the women, don't get me wrong. My brothers do a lot of work too. Um, but like getting the kids in the car, getting them down the hill, getting them packed up, getting them. And I, um, I have appealed to my family and I'm going to appeal publicly on this podcast again, (laughs) please let's go to some kind of location that's not home. Um, I'm trying to convince everyone to go to like a resort in Leavenworth or something that's a little more like, let's all check in. I don't want to cook, right? Like for me, I don't want to cook. I just, I don't want the anyone else to have to cook. I don't want anyone else to have to clean. Um, and so I'm one, I have three brothers and then myself, and I'm not saying my brothers do cook and clean. I'm just going to say that, but I feel like a lot of times the women are still the ones cooking and cleaning mostly. So it'd be more of a vacation for everyone if we went somewhere where we don't have to cook and clean. Um, and that includes my brothers, frankly, and my, and my stepdad and whatnot. Right. But, uh, it's like, let's check out. Right. No, exactly. It's like, it can't be a vacation just for like some people. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, yeah. And I mean, like it's, I've had to like plan, because my family is going to come down to South America to come visit at the end of um, my time abroad. And so uh-huh. I've had to like sort of plan like how to get them there, what we're going to do and like how we're going to get back and like we're going to go visit my least favorite. I feel like that's really important to spreadsheet though. Like this is this is that like clear example as to you don't get your parents on a plane and have them land somewhere in South America and not know how they're getting to you, right? Yeah, um, exactly. it's that misconception that like I studied abroad in Europe, so it was definitely different um, with the rail system. But when you're going places, like you'll be like, "Oh, I'm going to take this regional flight to blank," and you get there, and then you're like, "Wait, there's no train service. There's no bus. There's so how am I going to get anywhere from this regional airport?" Right? And you realize I should have planned this, and that was long ago before smartphones were as available, and there was no Uber or anything like that. So it's, yeah, you have to plan that kind of stuff, depending on where you are, especially. Um, No, it's true. Yeah. (laughs) 
basically, so we haven't been back to Taiwan in a long time. My parents haven't seen their parents in a while. Everybody's getting older. COVID is like was bad for everybody's health um, in a number of ways. We absolutely need to go back. So there's there is all that. And I I so my grandparents and all of my family, they speak either Mandarin or Taiwanese and mostly like my grandma, for example, doesn't speak Mandarin at all. Basically, like it, our Mandarin is probably about as good as each other's Mandarin. Like my Mandarin is shoddy at best. I can understand. I cannot I, I can speak it, but I sound like a white person and it makes me embarrassed and sad and so because I'm a fragile being it I it just it's difficult we're working on it I've never more in my life wanted to pick up Chinese again in Chinese school when I was a small child I legitimately got F's <laughs> so I feel like there's a lot to unpack there whatever <laughs> that's that's the that's the background I don't speak Taiwanese at all so I don't have a strong connection with my grandparents, but I do feel the sense of like, you know, having to sort of respect and honor them and be around them and they love me and I love them. It's just, we don't like, aren't close. That's fine. Um, And like, it just is the way it is. I do want to go back, but then the, the real dilemma was like, okay, but like, I want to go back and to Baltimore as soon as fucking possible. <laughs> <laughs> because I have friends that I miss um and just people that you know it was truly like the minute Baltimore started to feel like home I was gonna leave for eight months and so I was like well god damn it like why did I do this to myself um and so for the longest time I was like trying to make sure that I wasn't angling away from going to Taiwan just because I wanted to see my friends yeah um and it just felt like either way it was going to be a lose-lose because like it wasn't like a shallow thing to like want to see like the people that I miss and honestly at this point like it like hurts <laughs> mm-hmm. um so yeah it was just it, it just felt like you know like I didn't want to feel like I was having an agenda to like not see my yeah. grandkids also because they're getting older like yeah 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 so like you never know how many more times you can see your grandparents exactly. right those are the kind of things that as you get older you start thinking about right so yeah, yeah. I would love. I'm curious to revisit this conversation after you finish your studies too because I just know I know for everyone it's a totally different experience going to a different country where I don't know in Chile is everyone bilingual that you're going with is it like or is your program in English? How is that going to work? Yeah, so the program, there's 11 other people in my cohort, um, and they're from different universities in, in the U.S., so mm-hmm. I don't know anybody who's going. Nobody's from going from Hopkins, um, and so that'll be a different experience, but at least everyone will be speaking English, but all of our coursework will be in Spanish, and we're going to be living in homestays, so it's going to be a pretty Spanish-centric experience. Yeah. So you're pretty fluent in Spanish? Well, I have like been in Spanish class K through 12 and in college as well. But I just don't know how I am outside of the classroom. Like it's, 
yeah you know it doesn't feel like really this I cannot wait I cannot wait for you to be experiencing experiencing this I mean for so many fun reasons I just think when I went to Germany I took German from Mm. they didn't have in middle school so I just took it all through high school yeah I took it when they made us take an intensive language course when I was there your Spanish is probably much better than my German was um but I remember like actually not wanting to leave when I was first leaving like I was like oh I don't want to leave I'm going to miss things I was dating someone who at the time I was like I don't want to go like things feel really good right now like what if I leave and then it's I come back and it's different um (laughs) and and then I remember but when I first got there I was like hating on it like I was like I do not and I'm guessing that's culture shock right I was about four months there too actually closer to five I think with the travels at the end and the beginning but um and then towards the end, I was super excited to go home and mm. I was like so pumped. But then when I got home, I was actually like, I kind of hate it here. Mm. And I had this like reverse, yeah. I guess maybe reverse culture shock. I'd call it more of a hate. Like I yeah. was, there were so many things about American culture that were just infuriating to me, like <laughs> to a level of like, even my own friends, even my own friends that I was like, I miss them. I can't wait to go to the bars or do whatever. And it was like, what is wrong with you, right? Like, why are you so loud? Or why are you doing this? Um, And then I just, I mean, I adjusted to it, but I did have a different feeling about what home felt like, which is weird. Like I love Bellingham where I went to school. I stayed there for a number of years after finishing my undergrad and it felt like home, but like after studying abroad, nothing really felt like home anymore. If that makes sense. (laughs) This idea of what is home. Mm. Um, And now that I'm older and I've put my own roots down, I feel like, yeah, you know, Portland, Oregon, Tigard, Oregon, way to go, Tigard. Like this feels like home, right? With my family and whatnot. But um, I think I just realized home can be a lot of different places. Mm. And I'll be curious to see like if that changes for you or if like the language immersion, like I feel like thinking in another language so regularly also made me informed my thinking a little differently it's just weird I don't know I don't know I'm so pumped for you I know it's going to be like painful like Mm -hmm. emotionally but also amazing like it'll be fun yeah it's um, yeah I'm like it it will be it'll be great and I think there's a lot of uncertainty and I I'm like you know I'm a spreadsheeter I like to know what to expect and there's no way to really know and so it's like already been good for me <laughs> and I have not like not even there yet so I feel like I am painfully growing um and I hope it'll be fun and I'm pretty sure it will be <laughs> it feels like four months of you know academic but you know not like exams so yeah it'll be really good and we'll be living basically for the whole month of October we're going to be traveling and living with in indigenous communities um, out in the desert and stuff and so that'll just be like a 10 out of 10 um but it's also like I don't I don't cope well with change I think and so the knowing this about myself this is gonna be a please clap moment I got myself a therapist um yay clap no but for real that's great thank you this is this is um like public service announcement for anybody out there depending on I think it might depend on your employer but I think it's like a state law situation but there's like through some program I think it's called the EAP 
everyone, I think, can and their families can get 10 free sessions of therapy a year. Um, and so that's how I'm doing it under my dad's health insurance. And like they can hook you up with better help. It can be um virtual, um, and you can have like video or phone sessions. And um, I've only like really just started doing it, so I can't like necessarily you know, provide any, like, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen, but so far it's been good. So when you think about what you are most apprehensive about, I was trying to pick my word carefully, like most apprehensive about, about you, Baltimore is like your home now, you're feeling good about that. You're intentionally lifting yourself up, ripping those roots out and going somewhere, going to immerse yourself in language and culture that you're not familiar with but excited about I don't know I was always I'm sure this is unhealthy and I probably need a therapist also but anytime whether it was traveling or jobs I mean I've had so many jobs now I feel like at this point in my career just a number of different things and some very unenjoyable Mm. mostly when I first started working right like your first out of college jobs can just be so awful sometimes yeah but when I when I'd be like I have to be here for two years for my resume right and I would literally create my own calendars and I would count down two years of time which is awful right that's like a horrible way to get through life but it did kind of help me and I'm not a spreadsheet or necessarily but feeling (laughs) like I'd write down how much money I was making every day Hmm. at work so I'd be like oh look it's worth my time it's worth my time this is how many hours I work this is how much money I'm making um And it just helped me cope through being in very uncomfortable situations. So with four months, I bet it's mostly going to be good. And when you have a spell, that's not great. Just think about it as like one day at a time. Yeah, it'll be great. I'm just worried, right. That like, I'll come back and the world will have like moved on without me as it will. It will. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And I feel like, especially at the time in life that you're at, four months is it's a quarter it's it's a while right so you're right things will move forward and then some things will be surprisingly very much so the same yeah it's just oh it's horrible I hate it (laughs) I feel I I do I I I, when you said I feel like sick about certain like I remember had very distinct feelings of sickness when I was first leaving because it was just like just knowing in some ways I was I was totally blowing up certain parts of my life, right? Like my social life in particular, it was like, I feel like I had just kind of, mm. I don't know, yeah, gotten yeah. into not a place that just a place I was comfortable with, I guess is a better like way to describe it. it. Yeah. And then I'm like, let's just mess this up again. And then I realized now that I'm older, actually, that's just how I operate. I'm one of those people that my social life is always kind of like, I have friends I've had since I was in like first grade and I only have like two or three of them. And then I have a lot of different friends that I enjoyed them all. And depending on the phase of my life that I'm in, I'm really close with them. And then we can reconnect randomly, but um, that's just kind of like, I think that was the beginning of it when I really realized that I was more that kind of person that just did blow up my life sometimes, (laughs) like moving to a new state randomly or things like that. But yeah, you're going to do great. It's going to be fun. I don't, I can't wait to hear, I can't wait for you to like bring someone on the pod that is from down there maybe.
Yeah, totally. And I think like it was recently just described to me this way, like this metaphor of railroad tracks where it's like, okay, like you can have a lot of like, you know, you can have a really like, you can be well read in like, say, feminist literature, literature about like anti-racism and anti-blackness and blah, blah, blah. You can have a lot of this, like, you can have a lot of intellectual knowledge about these things. But as you get older, like you'll just have more and more experiences running parallel to those things and once you can put them together into rungs like on a railroad like sort of track that is what helps sort of undergird a more um like stable perspective and a perspective that is well informed by multiple sort of perspectives and points of view and experiences and so I think like the best way that I can think about it now in anticipation of what is going to come is like, okay, I'm just, like, building up that, like, body of experience that will help me contextualize what it is that I know or I think I know and, like, help me put those into different categories and reassess them and, like, continue to, like, think more about, like, what it is that I'm paying attention to and stuff like that. So I hope that, like, instead of, like, me becoming a radically different person, it'll just help me, like, understand what I already know better and, like, give me more things to know as yeah I think it's it's also that perspective or that um I've heard it phrased as like multiple truths accepting multiple truths accepting that you know what might again what might work one place um doesn't necessarily work somewhere else because of whether it's cultural context whether it's resources or for whatever reason Mm -hmm. um but they both work right and so I think that that's the other thing that um as I get older when I match like whether whatever academic knowledge I might have with experience, it's they actually don't always even match up and different philosophies can work mm-hmm. in the same situation, but they might not work in some situations. And I think that I was not very good at accepting that when I was younger, that like, again, um, some of the projects I'm working on now, which are really fun actually, involve working with different communities and different schools all over the state of Oregon. And when we talk about differences, like what we do in central Oregon, what kids need, what communities, um, the assets they have and what they are passionate about look different than what maybe someone in the metro area might be super passionate about, right? And what might really jive with those students. So when you think about like best practices, like practices, sure, whether you're talking about like this certain activity works with all kids, but the content you load into it might really need to be different. Mm. Um, And so when, whether it's a prescribed curriculum or whether anything prescribed, like it really just depends on the person and the condition and the environment that they're in, um, if it will really work for them. And then it might work for one kid and not from others. Um, But it's just, yeah, I think again, this is, this isn't just from studying abroad, obviously, this is just all the different experiences you gain, start teaching you, like, I don't know, there's still a lot to learn, I'm not totally right on anything, and I'm, I would hope I'm not completely wrong on anything anymore, I, I try to adjust perspectives I learn are wrong, or, um, wrong is the wrong, you know, misinformed, um, but yeah, I don't know. You said something else that I was like, gosh, that's so great. Um, but you've said so many great things and we've said so many interesting things that I'm like, I don't remember now. No, it's okay. Thank you. I, yeah, I appreciate, I was gonna like ask about like, oh, it's like, what are you looking forward to in the uh, fall? Like, what are you looking forward to this summer? Yeah. I feel like we've been 
Oh, no. I mean, we've talked about both of us, right? Like, it's kind of what I love about, it's so funny. I feel like I'm sure when you're talking about your grandma, oh, it's sad actually, because you and your grandma don't speak a common language that you feel like you can be grow close with. But I feel like when you talk to older folks, when I was younger, I used to love talking to people who were like in their fifties or getting older and like asking them about their lives. And I always notice like, they always seem to tell stories and I'm like, oh no, I'm becoming that person. (laughs) You're talking about the adventure you're embarking on. And I'm like, oh, the olden days is what it was like for me. Um, And I would say that, I mean, again, I'm so privileged to have been able to study abroad. I did, you know, I took out a buttload of loans, which we are slowly chipping away at. I I joke that I'm still paying. I'm almost 40, getting close, and I'm still paying for my study abroad that I did when I was 20 years old, Um, which was really fun to study abroad when I was 20 and I could drink while I was abroad, right? So that's kind of cool, right? That was fun. That, that made me feel like I was a big adult and everyone else didn't quite understand. <laughs> not, not really, but I was like, yeah. So we also had Canada right next door. So that was a pretty easy mm. adventure to go on anyways. But yeah, um, so it, this fall, I don't know. That's, I feel like I, I'm, I'm looking forward to my kids starting soccer. I mean, yeah. I'm looking for, he's played soccer and he's four. I mean, he's going to be five in the fall. I'm looking forward to his birthday. Um, just the little things. I'm really, I feel pretty blessed and lucky to get to enjoy my kid's life. Um, I know a lot of parents either because of health or whatever, don't get to. So I'm just trying to enjoy while he's little. Yeah. And yeah, just those little things we're going to go my um, father-in-law he's retired navy and so he gets to stay on bases and things at a discounted price so we're going to go out to the coast and stay at a um a camp for a while um, over labor day yeah so that'll be fun my kid thinks it's great it's a cinder block oh my goodness i hope we have some folks who are either military or ex-military listening to this because or retired um because my goodness it's a cinder block rectangle with a roof that I'm like, is this thing going to stay on in high winds? I mean, it's on the coast, so it will, right? But I'm like, it's oh, it's just a little moist. It's a little bit like never dries out because it's on the coast. And my kid thinks it's just the most amazing place. And I'm like, is there mildew like growing on the mattress? It could be, but I mean, there's a shower, there's a functioning toilet. So, um, but it's funny because yeah, I'm looking forward to those little things. Um, yeah, totally. I wish I had something more amazing to say, but no, I mean, I that's I'm, my last question will be like, do you feel like at this point, do you feel like you've come to like a sort of stasis where it's like things aren't rapidly changing and like, do you feel like, I don't know, in equilibrium and like able to like watch your kid grow or like, I don't know, what is that state of being like? Um, no, not at all. Actually, I feel like I've my father passed away when I was a bit younger. My husband's sister passed away when she was young, when we were in our twenties and my son is healthy. I had a very hard pregnancy and didn't almost didn't make it through, um, childbirth. So I feel like I actually am at a point where I know something else not great will be coming. I know that like, there's going to be a tragedy. There's going to be, that sounds so dark. Right. But like, I'm in a good spot now. And so I'm just trying to enjoy this point. Um, but I know turbulence is still going to come. And I, I think, 
that's why I try to be a little more quote unquote, it might seem like I'm really at peace where things are or whatever, but it's like, someone's going to lose a job or something's going to happen. Um, I feel like when COVID we're going to have another pandemic, right. I just, <laughs> I've started to live with the fact that there's always going to be upheaval. And yeah. the only thing we can really do is focus on those small, good things to kind of pull us through. Um, and whether it's like those relationships with your spouse or your child or a friend, um, I feel like those are just the things I are worth my time focusing on because there's plenty of things I could focus on that I'm not happy about, mm. um, yeah. but, or that I would like more of or whatever, you know? Yeah. No. Um, it's... Yeah. Enjoy the upheaval. I mean, like when it's, and then, then there's positive upheaval, right? Like there's, someone gets a job and you have to uproot your family and move and that's awful, but at the same time, exciting. So I think it's just kind of like, it's, it's easier to say, make a choice to focus on the good parts. And that's not it. That's, that's definitely, sometimes you can't, sometimes you are in like a dark place or it really doesn't feel good. Um, but just knowing those are always going to come, like that's part of being alive. Um, and it's just, the downs and the ups. And I like it when I'm in the middle, I will say that. I don't know about anyone else, but like the high highs, I'm not a big fan of that actually. Like getting married, I felt like it actually didn't, I, I'm glad I'm married, but the wedding, that kind of thing. Oh, I wasn't actually into it. My husband thought it was great, but I was like a big party about us drinking, spending all this money. Like this doesn't sound fun to me. Um, my whole family loved it but it was just not for me but I do like sitting in the backyard on a 90 degree day or 104 the other day here in Portland and spraying a hose at each other right um so which is totally cheap fun but yeah no I mean I think it doesn't have to be like all like spruced up and like expensive and shiny for it to be really really good I do like expensive and shiny though it would be nice <laughs> don't get me wrong expensive and shiny I'll take it if someone wants to give it to me but it, yeah I mean like sometimes you just need to sit in the sun and just have a minute <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and I don't know I will I can't I just can't wait I can't wait for you to go abroad and to get to live with the host family and it's just so fun. Like, and I hope we have young listeners who are listening to this. Like, hmm, these all sound like really, I can't wait to try something when I am older or when I, if the opportunity comes to grab that opportunity and travel or try something new or move or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. No. And I, yes, yes to all of that. I'm super excited and I just, you know, it's so good to hear just, you know, all the things, all your stories. I love it. So, yeah. I'll try to not tell so many. I feel like I am becoming that old, like, lady that tells stories. No, I feel <laughs> like I, I can just embrace it. Embrace it. Yeah, I, that, no, that, that's the train we are going to, we're going to hop on is the... Just embrace it. Embrace it. Well, Cool. Have a good whatever. We will see you soon. I hope you all enjoyed getting to know Tiffany a little bit better. And I guess me, Ayo, you've heard me for a while now. Get used to it. Um, and yeah, um, we will chat soon. Before we sign off, we wanted to give you three easy ways that you can support Wispedx. 
If you have Instagram, you can go to at women in science PDX and follow us. Make sure to like at least our most recent post so that the algorithm knows that you might want to see this content. Um, Instagram's algorithm recently went through a change where you might not even see all the photos posted by the people that you follow. So this way you can stay on top of all the new events, blog posts, and podcast episodes that we work hard to put together for the community. The second thing you can do is just subscribe to our um, podcast on the platform that you listen to it, uh, listen to it on. And third, if you feel comfortable and have the resources to donate to our nonprofit, you can head to womeninsciencepdx.org/donate. Your money goes straight to things like our high-demand scholarships for low-income schools and educators, and honorariums for negotiation boot camp instructors and speakers. And that's it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Wisterhood. Make sure to subscribe so you'll know when we drop more episodes and comment so more folks can find us. Or just tell people about us. That's the best way to spread the word. And tell us your stories or ask questions you'd like answered on the pod. You can email us at podcast at womeninsciencepdx.org. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, special thanks to Homo Kostrayani, who designed our awesome cover art.